twice. Oh my God. Three times a lady. And I love you. You're once. This whisper. Twice. Three times a lady. I don't know the rest of the words. It was like the musical theater version. Really? It wasn't given line outs? It was given. It was that whisper. It was a very... I was giving like it didn't, scrim backlit. I feel like Lionel <laughs> stage. No, I feel like Lionel did that once, <laughs> twice. No, I'm sure he did. Okay, well, he loved a whisper. My white mom's favorite singer, one of them. Says That's my black mom's favorite singer. Says look even at more. The, look at the intersectionality. <laughs> Says even more. My mother wow. used to date Lionel Richie's nephew. I remember this story. Yeah, <sighs> so she was cool with Lionel Richie for years, and. So I don't know why that was the most hysterical thing in the world to me and my sister growing up. But I can see that the very funny. first time she told us, we were like, used to be close with Lionel. She was like, I, me and Lionel was friends. And then I would find these Lionel Richie, president of the Lionel Richie fan club shirts. <laughs> Back when Hot Topic used to sell those types of shirts and things. Aww. So anyway, praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. Welcome back to another Welcome. episode of Getting Grown. We're in the same place at the same time. This oh my god! Historic. He is wearing clothes. Oh I'm god. wearing. I mean, a duvet. And <laughs> a chase lounge. It really, and Whoa. I love it. I I've always wanted to wear a quilt. This was made by my Crochet. dear friend Kit of Adornment Architect. Mm. She made this square by square. Yes, she did. And I wore it on something like that we it. did recently. That's yes. very special. I like it. She also remember we, she made me that little crochet brooch. She did. Kia has a crochet heart brooch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But we are here today with a guest, hey the biracial beauty herself, porcelain <laughs> princess in the building, <laughs> princess of podcasting. You are irritating. Everywhere, me. Evelyn. It is Antoinette <laughs> of Around the Way Curls slash You Can't Afford Therapy no slash you, Shout out to you. Slash, you know, black people like to remix stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can't afford therapy slash um sometimes a on uh not horrible decisions. See the thing is podcast. Yes. Tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. Um, it's giving shut up. It's giving wow. it's Too giving much, big microphone energy. Okay. Oh, oh. oh, okay. Always bringing something thoughtful to the table. Wow. <laughs> Happy to be here. Hello, what an introduction. <laughs> it's good to see you, girl. It's good to see you as well. How are you feeling after that introduction? Oh, I don't know if she's serious or not. I can't really ever tell with Miss Jade. Jade is the most unserious person that we know. I know. That's why I just don't know how to feel right now, but we're going to find out, I'm sure. Well, well unlike you not receiving my compliment, oh. I've received both of yours. Thank oh. you very much. Okay, that is a choice. Oh. What compliment? That, that is a choice. Y'all just told me I'm the most unserious person you've ever known oh, in your life. Oh, that's your compliment. Right. That's okay. why I said that's a choice. Forever young. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Jade, you look beautiful. Thank you very much. You are a queen. Thank you. I am grateful you. to be here on the couch with Thank the two you. OGs. Queen of all crochet. <laughs> Jade has I'm transformed living. into a holistic hood rat right she before my eyes. I feel great. A wealthy, uh, what did we say? Hooligan? Hobo. Uh, hobo. Yes. And I don't know. Is that politically correct? Hobo? Yeah. Oh, they took that too. 
I think I they don't know. Kids were dead. I'm sorry. I'm not know. <laughs> or passe. What did Google say? Honestly. <laughs> but also, who decides? Google. Right. Who de- now also, Google decides? Right. Does Google decide? Who owns is Google? Who is politically Google? correct? Be careful. Oh, mm. my God. When you call a vagrant. Oh, y'all called me. It's fine. You called me a, a hobo. homeless person a hobo, although this is exactly what the word means. It is somewhat, it is a somewhat offensive term. Mm. The end of the 19th century brought the start of the word hobo into the Western United States. Who did? It is offensive to some. It said the end of the of the 19th century. Mm, it was um, getting real hateful. <laughs> yeah. It was saying a lot of things. The right. origin of the word. One possible origin is, is the English word for hobuck, which means country bumpkin. While another is the common working man's greeting or call during the building of railroads to the West. Ho-boy. Okay. Well, I would, I think it derives from hobosexual, which refers to <laughs> a cisgendered uh, heterosexual male who house hops um, oh and God. does not put bills in their own names. They, they're con- they are the vagrants that go and live. This took a turn. They have sex for rent. They have sex for rent. Wow. Absolutely. Sex workers, which we're not shaming, but they like to do. But uh, ironically, they do that. Interesting. Mm. Wow, that's an interesting turn because we were talking about how you were given wealthy hobo, and you said that hobo was derived from homosexuals. Oh, damn! I you didn't say that, didn't I? There. All right. Well, <laughs> y'all called me unserious, so there it goes, full circle. <laughs> I like how we unpack that though together. Yes, teamwork. You know, it I takes do. a I like village. That. It does. It does. I love unity. I like how you break things down. Key has been recently telling people about the capitals. Because they don't know about the capitals. The young people. Did mm-hmm. you know that? capital letters? State capitals. State capitals. States and state capitals. State mm-hmm. property capitals. Yes. No. Oh, I've been trying bitch. to help on my Insta stories <laughs> because that young woman, Gloria, hallelujah. Gorilla. Uh-huh. I keep trying to root for you, Gloria Hallelujah Why Woods. I do her. I do root for I her. I do, but she keeps saying things. I like her. Go ahead. Tell I do. I love she Gloria was Hallelujah. not aware that the the city of Las Vegas was in the state of Nevada. She thought it was in California. That's an easy one to mess up. Is it? Yeah. I feel. Well, that's interesting that you say that Ooh. because she said <clears throat> when I when she said that, I posted to my stories in shock that she would admit that. <laughs> Is that when you put the mic when you had a yes. microphone? Yes, that, that shit <laughs> killed when I <laughs> use my microphone because the that messages, creepy baby doll head. I the know. Messages need amplification. <laughs> So I use my microphone when I need to be amplified. That mic kills me. Yo, Every time when I see it, I'm like, Because it's that creepy baby talking. What she's saying, because I need to no. know. So, so she said that when I said I was posting about that story, I was stunned at the amount of adults yes. that responded to that story saying I was never taught the states and state capitals in school. I would like to say I was never taught the really? states and state capitals in school. I was taught that at home. By my parents. Shout so out that's to them. A, yeah, but I mean, so what I decided to do mm. is uh, every day, I've gotten a little bit behind now, but I'm gonna catch up this week. But every day, I would post the state and state capital on my Insta stories. I made a little highlight. Oh, wonderful. I think I'm up to like 
I'm well through the M's. I might be. <laughs> they have been together. <laughs> I might be at. I might be at. They're always in a different setting. Sometimes she's in a full beat. Sometimes it's a bonnet. Sometimes. Yes. And I give a little background. Yeah. And I let us know when the state joined the union. Mm-hmm. That's the Lord's work. And she I tells them know where, where they are geographically. Mm-hmm. What states are Are you bordering? retaining all of this as no, well? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm just going down to the Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think what I think is cool about it is I made a little highlight on my Instagram. We can revisit. And yeah. I mean, literally there for our... I think what's cool about it is that you go right on down to the Google to give them these facts. And I mean, it's available to all of us. I mean, every last person on this planet. If I can help. Yeah. I'm always willing to do that. Thank you. I mean, that's why you went to school. You are. That's that's what you went to school for. And maybe there's a way that I can repackage this information that will promote some retention. I'm a chef. And we cuss niggas out. So that the world will know (laughs) that Nevada... That's what chefs do. We're unbalanced. You also nourish people. Yeah, we do. And then (laughs) afterwards, everybody goes and pops Adderall and smokes weed. And not me, but you know, if you're in the restaurant industry, the best meme in the world. (laughs) Look at Antoinette's face. She always looks mildly like (laughs) concerned. It's very, it's a fear. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who cackled at this with me. There's a that's happening. It's like, I like to create. It's I like, don't know what's happening. It's like when somebody it's actually like turns on the heat and seats, you know, another with seated seats. I'm not entirely sure. Shanti what actually enjoyed this meme with me from Server Life, oh, where of it said six uh, Adderall, six Adderall something servers. Uh, that hear happy birthday and all drop rolling silverware who are having sex with each other. I can't remember how the thing all went together, but it was. No, I will say after years in the in restaurant service, service yeah. industry with you. Some tales we could tell. Oh, we could tell tales. The, nothing. The wild, wild west is the back of the house. Yeah, it really restaurant. is. That's one thing. I've, that's wild. one place I've never worked. Oh, oh sister, you, you missed out. Really? So I much. remember the week of my. Yes. yes. I was working the week of my wedding, and so fun fact: if you don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't. Antoinette and I met at work. We did not meet on the internet. We did not meet in podcasting. Uh-uh. We did not meet. <laughs> In the blog world, we met at work. We met in real life. We did, oh right? Human. We met in real life. Too. We did. We all, no, we did. But I'm, sure. this is for context. Understood. So we're at work. Mm-hmm. It is the week of my wedding, and I am stressed. Um, I was working. I was bartending, and I was working uh, in marketing as well, Monday through Friday. Mm-mm. And I was also planning my wedding, and I had a two-year-old. And one day I was about to lose my shit and I took a bus tub full of wine glasses, threw that bitch on the ground and said, I quit. And Antoinette was like, you've got to let her off for the rest of the week. She was like, she's, I don't even remember she's not well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know I said it. She's not well. No she's one can deal well. with this level of stress. I was like, guys. I fucking quit. And she was like, she doesn't quit. She's just. Who was I talking to? Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Our manager at the time. Amazing. Uh, yes, that makes yes. sense. And did you get the wow. rest of the week off? I don't think so. Oh, but um, but you know <laughs> I advocated those. I sis. definitely I, I definitely had license to cuss niggas out for the rest of the week. Oh, I did. Man. I did. Can I just tell one more story about us serving? Yeah. I will never for the for the rest of my life. I still tell the story and I'll tear up, cracking okay. up. I was at the POS system where I'm checking out a check and I'm talking to a server. I, I'm way across the room. It's a huge like floor space. Oh. And I'm like, 
And I smell something. And I was like, uh-uh, somebody hair is burning. My dad, and they were like, what do you mean? I was like, I know that smell because my dad, he used to take, and I'm typing on the screen. I'm like, he used to take our hair out the brushes and he would burn our hair because he didn't want nobody to get their hands on our hair because they could cast spells on us. That's what he heard. So I'm like, somebody's hair is burning. I know that smell. And I'm like, and I look and all of a sudden I just see Jade with this, her beautiful afro out. This is when she used to wear it out at a flame. And then I just see her realize that it's her. Like mm-hmm. you can see her looking around yeah. like something's on fire. Yeah. It's her hair. It's very Michael and then Jackson. all of a sudden uh, uh, she's smacking her head. Yeah. And no, this no. doesn't sound funny no, yet. No. But it was <laughs> fucking hilarious because the whole jazz club smelled of burning oh, hair. Yeah, Jade is flipping the fuck out. And it's and like twinkle, twinkle on the piano. Yeah. I mean, I'm everybody's going turning and looking like, oh shit, her ever was on So fire. let me know. Okay, so and I'm cracking and Antoinette she is me out. Like, Clear. Well, I knew she was okay. I'm dying. She's dying. Because dying. let me tell you something, I should she go like, back and sue because I'm clear. <laughs> she's clear across her. This is a big jazz club. <gasps> and I'm no, I'm gonna sue the club. So oh let me God, put this in context. So Three cisgendered men. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that. Three <laughs> cisgendered men who were who were in managerial positions. We can have another conversation about that one day. Mm. Who were in managerial positions and didn't know shit about shit. And I, all three of you niggas, if you're watching this, you know I'm right. So anyway, <laughs> I love you to Escalating. death. So <laughs> they decide they want to put some extra zhuzh on the club this night. So they're like, we're going to put candles everywhere around the bar and we're going to put them on the tables. They're testing things out. And the way that the bar was set up, they wanted to put one on the shelf that was above the POS system. I said, don't put that there. That's not smart. They were like, we're going to put it there. It's nice. You know who it was. Mm-hmm. We're going to put it. It's nice. And then it's two of them. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. So I'm at the system later on, putting in an order or ringing up checks or whatever. All of a sudden, I feel warm, but I don't. And then somebody comes raising behind the bar and beats me in my head with a towel. And that's when I realized that my hair was on oh, fire. I remember that part. That was the part. That's when I realized because somebody else comes with a towel behind it. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you have to understand this is during a jazz. This is the middle like of a, a jazz set. This is like a piano solo. Yeah. Maybe even a bass and solo. And my I hair is remember. on fire like Michael Jones and, and Jackson. And she cussing people the fuck out. Damn. I told you motherfuckers not to put these goddamn candles it on this fucking shelf. Going off and I'm cracking up on the other side. And I had, to, I had to be escorted out because I couldn't stop laughing. And, you, then, and you couldn't get the smell And then they wouldn't night. let me go home. That's why I should sue. Because I was, like, I was like, I need to go home. And they were like, no, nah, you got to finish your shit. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, my hair was on fire. It was, we weren't well. I understand. We weren't well story. in that club. Because I actually was like, yeah, you are. Right. You can stay, finish. We go around. You were part. Yeah, you did. I was part of the problem. I'm sorry. I, and you know what? I I'm gonna allow room for you growth. You were okay though. You did after, and I then like, afterwards, okay? and then, and then she okay. proceeded to pee herself damn near. You had, the, you didn't see what I saw, <laughs> and then heard what I heard across the room, and see hear the gasp of all the guests, of all a hundred and some guests in there. Like <gasps> I don't know that I would have laughed. I think I would have been scared. I was scared first. at first. She was. She was. I swear I was. I was really concerned, but when. She was when fine she was and she okay. was just angry and cussing everybody out. It was comedy. But the funniest part now that I can laugh at is it's <laughs> after she realized I was fine. She was like, I knew 
lost Mel Burton here. Because <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing that was funny. I was sitting there like, uh-uh, somebody here is on fire. Like, I know that smell. And I'm talking to white Every folks. Every black like, person knows mean? the smell of Burton. You used to burn your hair. And I was like, uh-uh, because my... It was in the brush when you brushed it. I'm trying to explain it to him. And then this the other black girl in the club who hair was on fire. I was like, oh my God, look at us. It was just the it was the context that was hilarious. Oh my but goodness. It was very awful. We made it out. Look at us. We look look at we Gr- still standing. We still strong. Did on mics. Did. Hallelujah. We went through a lot in that club. We did. It brought us closest to club. It did. Because we was iffy. We was iffy. We was iffy initially. Oh, speak for yourself. Antoinette, you gave me the most. You gave me the most head nod RBF face ever. No, it was very like. What is RBF? You know what RBF is? Oh, resting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now it was like, who that? I know, and I did, and she wouldn't talk to us. That was that thing. It was like, what's up? So, just full disclosure. Now, my homeboy had to like. He cool. snuck her in. He did. He snuck me in through the back door. I needed a job. I had just had Noah. We she was, was like, six who the weeks. Fuck is that? Oh, and she I, just popped she, up. And job. I was like, yo, nigga, I need a job, nigga. Like, because I was bar, I was a bartender, mm-hmm. so I just had to stop working because of health issues. Was like, so I was like, I need a job. He was like, okay, bet. Somebody just quit, and I'm gonna figure it out. And he was like, just don't tell him you're my friend. So I went in there and like was like, I'm at work, and I'm your new coworker. <laughs> <laughs> no interview Came in like that. Headphones <laughs> on and refused to engage. I did not refuse. I spoke. Refuse. I spoke. Oh, the first time I saw Jay, I saw her. I was commuting. First. She was going. She was moving the cart. First. She had all these liquor <laughs> bottles, and I'm like, who is, is that? that? Was yep. It was like that. She was <laughs> moving the liquor bottles. She had a cart full of liquor bottles. Shut strolling up, through the room. <laughs> she had her headphones on. Her, her, her afro. I'm like, oh, it's sis. And I and I remember specifically because. One of our friends was like, oh, who is that? Because he did not know oh, well. that you were in a, you know, relationship or whatever. Like, <laughs> and so he was like, yo, who is that? Because she pushing them. It was like, always bring the boys to the yard, though. Child. Let me tell you, we was in Antigua. The men was following Jade around like stray cats. The way that I asked Jade for pictures. And she sent no, me the Antoine- same pictures that she sent her husband. And I said, <laughs> Antoine was no, because Antoine was like, she was like, I need to see. She's like, she's like, and I want to see ass. And I don't want Jamaica where you had that sarong. No. And I was like, all right. I said, I want to see. I said, girl. So the cheeks, you remember the that picture? Was a, did you take that picture? I think no, you said. No, Keisha took it. Keisha. Ooh. And Keisha took it on the sneak because I didn't even know she was Jay taking it. If ever had an OnlyFans, if you ever need, listen. I'm happy to take Just some saying, photos for you. If it ever gets times real, get hard. If the it gets real, <laughs> we don't shame folks. No, I don't shame anybody who who does sex work. I'm with it. That's not even sex work. That's yeah, it is. It's a form of sex work. Peak. That's a form. <laughs> It's like it's light sex work, light work, diet sex work. I know. Shimmy. If you do that, I, I mean, this makes this. If you work, take pictures I'm... of your feet and let niggas pay for it, that's sex work. Is it? Yeah, that's part of sex work. It's fetish, mm-hmm. fetish work. Yeah. Okay. Don't be. A- <laughs> well, what is it? What is it if it's not entertainment? For me, it's entertainment. If, 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 if you're giving away for free, sex with you, adult entertainment. <clears throat> My feetsies. My clothes, <laughs> like that's adult. Do you think it's adult to some folks? Do you think that children would? So if it's not adult, it would it's be general lot. audience. Like generally, yeah. we would just and be that looking it, at your feet, and that would be weird. Like YouTube's of people playing with toys. They do that. I know it's weird. 
Wow. But they do. The, well, absolutely. There are children oh, yeah. who are. That's, I hate Oh, it. children. Oh, not children. Sex yeah. Toys. Okay, yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. Not that. Okay. Happening. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure the people <laughs> are trying to do it. They are. It's been a very long day, and we're I'm just really having I'm conversation. Really. We're actually omitting a trash this this week. So that's why we were going to go ahead and engage in some nice conversation. But since this has gone in so many different directions, I think we should head on over to the kitchen table. <laughs> sure. Let's pull it on. Let's find our way. Let's find our way back. What does it mean to be black and unlimited? It means being exactly who you are. To be unlimited in your potential. To be unlimited in your creativity. To be unlimited in your imagination. To be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. Walmart is committed to supporting black brands and creators today and every day. That's black and unlimited. Visit walmart.com slash black and unlimited to learn more. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of experts, gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured that your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. We were having conversation and I'm trying to make sure that I talk in terms of that are appropriate. They're not going to offend nobody. I'm going to make sure I differentiate and be specific and all this stuff. So trying to be respectful. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to make no, sure, you know no, what I'm saying? So we were having a conversation. Now y'all know I didn't introduce this topic. <laughs> All right, we were having a conversation around. She's killing me. We were having a conversation around something that came up for me mm-hmm. this week was a bit. I won't even preface with that. Something that came up. Some things came up for me after seeing the good people on the social of medias mm-hmm. um, react to the image of Rocky with Rihanna yes. on the British Vogue cover mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also Jonathan Major's Essence cover. And a lot of the, I, I, I took a deep dive into some of the comments and into some of the responses and I felt a little troubled. Um, I also, it was interesting that I opened our Around the Way Curls email and there were actually emails about it because we are very mm. um, vocal about our crush and love for mm, Jonathan Major. Yeah, I know. And so <laughs> we have acknowledged his shortcomings. Oh, have y'all? Yes. Okay. okay um, You're in wonderful. But Less thorns, sisters. Humanity. Yeah, his humanity. <laughs> That's not the topic, but I, I was interested in 
I started to think about the policing of masculinity, right? Yes. And how we define masculinity is something that I'm always very curious about because I don't have any brothers. You know, I had, I grew up with a father who was, I self identifies as an alpha male, as strong, tough, yes. but also now is a man who will cry in front of us, who will do, but still very much alpha. Mm-hmm. But growing up, it was very specific. To, it was very clear to me what a man was mm-hmm. and what and what he wasn't. Mm. Um, and so I was. I found myself. I'll speak for me. Deeply disappointed in what I read. And the response, um, the thing with Jonathan Majors, I think he's in pink. I think that he has like some blue pants on that have like some feathers on it or some shit. And his lips are kind of pursed a little bit. They're, they look like it's a little Vaseline on him. Maybe he's not lit right, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But the response is like people are reposting it like, oh, this is what they do to our men. And this is how they emasculate our men. Speaking of Rocky and this mm-hmm. and that. And mm-hmm. so it made me qu- it made me consider, right, um, this policing, specifically, I'm I'm being specific to black men, the policing of masculinity and how we ask for vulnerability. We ask for men who are ready to be loved. Mm-hmm. We ask for men who have, quote unquote, done the work. I would say in this kind of climate where a man can't pose, can't pose behind his wife holding his child, can't Mm. pose on a couch. He could have just been in mid movement Mm -hmm. and they caught him at that angle, whatever it was. He can't be Mm -hmm. without it feeding into this narrative of he's not a man Mm -hmm. or he's less than this. So I was curious to talk about it, curious to unpack my own shit because Mm -hmm. I know that I uphold the patriarchy in certain ways. We all do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a conversation. And Kia, you brought up a great point around, are we qualified to talk about masculinity? Three women sitting here. I think for me, more specifically, I'm interested in talking about um, being more reflective on what my ideas of masculinity are, where they came from, how I uphold them with the men in my life, and very curious to know what men need there's no men in the room right now, but just asking those questions, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, that's it. Long winded. I agree with you. Um, I feel like I have had some very problematic viewpoints of what masculinity, femininity, um, what that what that really means. Very narrow mm-hmm. viewpoints. Um, and I mean, if we're being honest, a lot of those have been shaped by society, uh, but also I have a responsibility now. Right. That. Uh, I I remember growing up, even as 15 years ago, maybe, you know, having really problematic uh, viewpoints on what I can and can't deal with in a quote in a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's uh, he's a little soft in this way or and not in a not in a um, not in a derogatory way, you know, to to the homosexual to homosexuals, but also just in like. Oh, well, like I need somebody who, you know, is going to talk to me a little. And it's like, (laughs) as I have gotten older (laughs) and realized I don't want somebody who talks to me Mm -hmm. like that, actually. I want somebody who communicates with me effectively. I want somebody who listens to me. I want somebody who is tender with me. I realize how problematic that is. And it's like, why did you want that in the first place? (laughs) Why did you feel like that's what masculinity 
That's the question. Was, you know, why do you feel like that's what it was? And I can't even say that it was uh, an example from my father. My father, who also has a nick, his nickname is Conan. Um, <laughs> but he's also a man who's very tender, <clears throat> right? I have a partner who is, I don't even know how to say this now. Uh, I don't. It's not stereotypical, but I guess stereotypical. I have a partner who is your stereotypical masculine, mm -hmm. Caribbean, presenting, presenting mm -hmm. um, cisgendered male um, who now and never before now asks for tenderness and me dealing with him. And I have to honor that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a beautiful thing. And that's something that I would have viewed as soft beforehand. Oh. So why? Why is that? You know? Why so I think that? it's... Im why is that? <laughs> I don't know, actually. We were always taught that men presented in a very specific way and women presented in a very specific way. And I think um, as we're being educated more, think, those are being broken down. When you say taught, we were taught, do you mean like in like family members taught you? I think through family. I think through media. I think through... Yeah, I think I think especially through media, especially I think through media and I think the times have also just shifted. I'm learning more. I'm yeah. realizing that things are not very black and white in that way. Um, and so I just think it's an opening of education. But I I know some people are not open to mm -hmm. to those viewpoints. Like you talked about the comment section where it's the derelicts of society <laughs> and they just want to spew hateful rhetoric. I don't think a man who puts on one chapstick is is soft. Yeah. Why is that deemed soft? And I'm what is soft? Care of his lips. Right. I think, I, well, it's soft. And what I is think, soft? I think I'm always going to be down for uh, conversations that push us to sort of question and be critical of what we believe and why we believe it. Because mm -hmm. I think that's important to sort of growing and getting better and, um, you know, I think the older I get, the more I, 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 I believe that you don't really know something unless you can defend it. And a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel like growing up. That's not something that was encouraged. Mm -hmm. It was more like because I said so or or. Uh, just because it is what everyone else did. Mm -hmm. But I think even us having conversations like this and starting to question and be honest mm -hmm. about, you know, okay, okay, so why is it that if a guy that I'm that I'm dating um wore nail polish or I don't know, that's not even that's I don't even want to say that's an extreme example, but like wore pink. You know, because mm -hmm. there's some for some people it would be like, is that is it feminine to wear a specific color a specific way um, and not nail polish, but like got a manicure. I have had I have had girlfriends who be like, ah, he gets nails done. Oh, Lord. see, and that's that's so, <laughs> that's so silly to me. No, but I'm saying like what what is it about? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think being an adult is like. Once upon a time, it would be like, I know, right? Even though it's right, like, no, it absolutely, absolutely. But I think when you get to a certain age, you you get a little bit more comfortable to say, well, well, why not? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that pink looks very nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just a man in pink versus mm -hmm. it being signifying something right. else. I right, It doesn't I, always have to be that. I feel like the why for me, as I've looked back on why I was even taught certain things were quote unquote masculine, 
was out of was the nece- the necess- the necessity excuse me for safety mm. so it was like it, it there to have these clear lines between what's masculine and what's feminine there's clarity there there's no ambiguity so as long as you follow those lines you're in order you're a good girl you're a good woman order. you're safe mm-hmm. and you know and then if this man is showing up in this machismo or protective quote unquote typical typical masculine way mm-hmm. you're also safe as a quote unquote woman right mm-hmm. and so now i question the things that i question in myself and I don't know if I have the answers yet are like, I have a friend who I'm always like, I want to see you get free. It's a man. I'm like, just get free. I want to see you frolic. I want to see you get big. Like, cause he contains himself and mm-hmm. he's expansive. You, right. I see it in him and I see him kind of encasing it in a way that I'm like, yo, fucking go, go. Mm-hmm. And recently I saw on his close friends that his nails were painted. They mm-hmm. were painted black. And I was like, yes, for it, for like as his friend. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, then the, the, this other man was, a completely different man was approaching me to date me and his nails were painted. And I was like, bro. Mm. <laughs> and I had to catch myself like, oh, what is it about? Yeah. Wait a minute. You're encouraging this free this freedom in these men, but you still in you, no, you have work to conflict, do. Some internal dissonance. And then I had a friend of mine say to me, well, could, would you date a man that dated men as mm-hmm. well? And I'm like, which was a big conversation when Insecure first came on, right? Mm-hmm. With the Molly situation. Yes. And and which was also... And it was a great conversation mm-hmm. to have because Absolutely. it's less... For me, it's less about that man's choice. It's more about what is that bringing up in me? Why am I resistant to it? Or why do mm-hmm. I feel this internal mm-hmm. dissonance? Mm-hmm. After I say all this stuff, you know, and I encourage this right. behavior, and right. then I'm not practicing it. And it's a deeper conversation than just preference. Right. No, well, I just prefer to have no, no, no. This conditioning, and if you, it's conditioning is what it is. I had to check shit within myself. I Absolutely. have to stop and be like, OK, well, I, at first I was like, well, I ain't got to think about it because I'm married. And it was like, no, bitch, think about it because you need to be a better person. <laughs> you need to be a better person and you need to address why you feel the way that you feel. Why wouldn't you venture down this down this path? And so I'm actually really grateful Um for for the opportunity to learn yeah um before growth you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying i know and we could we could have another conversation right about um on the other side of things about giving grace well no i don't um, think that's on the other side i think that's right and, here right pair along <laughs> with yeah. yes we do need to have that conversation yeah. as well but I am grateful for the growth. I'm mm. grateful for that. I'm grateful for the education. I'm grateful that we're heading in a direction where we're able to respect one another and be educated. And I think that now could also go in another direction as well. well yeah, I think you have to be honest about where you are so that you could be clear. Absolutely. About the distance between where you are and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think what is what I love about these kinds of conversations and even this sort of act of critical questioning mm-hmm. uh, of self, right? Is that to me, it sort of opens up like what kinds of questions am I asking myself? I'm I'm thinking about not why I believe this way, what contributed to my belief in this thing? 
Um, if I learned it from a particular person, thinking about that person as a source of information, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then thinking about how things change over time. So what I believed as a 12 year old girl changed, um, you know, you know, was exceptionally different from what I believed at 22. Mm-hmm. And so because I have access to more information, I have more experiences. So that grace I'm talking about is sort of being patient with self. Mm-hmm. If you realize like, okay, more work to do, more yeah. work to do, Tons right? More work I'm, to I'm do. seeing that dissonance mm-hmm. in myself yeah. and I don't like it. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but at the same time, and there's shame. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you can't rush through that. Right. You got to sit in that and let that do what it's supposed to do. Observe it, examine it. Because yes. when you know better, you do better. Exactly. Do you not? Exactly. And so it's like, why? You know, that's real for me. You know, mm-hmm. just as real as it is, you saying, um, you know, dude tried to holler and he had nail polish and he was like, bro, that was a serious... I didn't say that out loud. No, you didn't say it, internally, but right. Was internally. Like, oh. Right, but it was a real thing. But the internal dialogue is connected. what counts. Right, yes. it wasn't connected. It wasn't performance. Mm-hmm. No. It was your your actual response mm-hmm. to a thing. My actual mm-hmm. prejudice and sometimes, came up exactly. in me. That's yes. what, I'm glad you said that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's you, what you realize, and that's what's humbling. You realize what my natural thing to do was not the best thing. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. first thought about this was not the nicest most kind, compassionate and, response that and I And not in have. alignment. With who I want to be. With who, and and, and who, who I, I claim to be. Exactly. Right. That exactly. was the exactly. I think I am and who I, I claim like, to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it was better. Yes. 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 It's like, I'm yes. an ally. Bitch, you are a whole homophobe right now. That's what you <laughs> that's are. another thing I think is very tricky is that that doesn't necessarily equate to anyone's or give you any insight into anyone's sexuality. Right. No, it doesn't. That's, that's the what that's problem the thing. with the whole that's thing around thing. masculinity yep. is that we're now taking these cues and we'll deciding, oh, well, you then yeah. must do X. You must that's be. That's what I'm talking right. about, the source. We've troubled the notion mm-hmm. of masculinity. Mm-hmm. So when we're troubling it, we're questioning, well, why do we think that? Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about before, when we, before we started recording, one of the things I was honestly hesitant about in having this conversation was that one of the things that I've had to recognize is that a lot of what I have come, well, a lot of what I thought I knew about men, I learned from women and not men, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. and how much distance sometimes there can be between what a man actually thinks, believes, needs, uh, needs, and what a woman thinks a man mm. believes thinks needs. And so I had to recognize that although I grew up in a home where I had brother, I had male cousins, my mom had a brother, my grandfather, uncles, you know, there were men in my life. Um, if I am honest about what I thought I knew about even how to get a man, how to keep a man, do I want How to a man? be in relationship with men? Mm-hmm. The utility of relationship at all, I learned from women. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I've been trying to do as I get older is to have more, uh, more of and healthier, higher quality access to like male opinions, energy, experiences, mm-hmm. beliefs, to really get to know. Mm-hmm. Because in, in so doing, developing more, um, you know, deep and meaningful relationships with men, not romantic, just sort of like people, relationships. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that's come, become clear to me, is like, wow. I, he looked at that and I looked at that and we saw two completely different things. Mm -hmm. Like 
there's no way I could have ever assumed anything about what he said because I saw that it was like I was looking at a different thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so mm -hmm. like when I realized that, it humbles me and it helps me to be more conscious of, do I really know this? Or was this something that I learned from my Aunt Trixie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who might not have been the best person, yeah. the most qualified person to speak about this thing. No, true. True. I mean, a lot of what we learned, we learned from people who didn't have those lived experiences. Right. That's how yeah. I think the, sa the same can be said for the understanding of of women. I think yes, the same can be understood about the the understanding of the LGBTQIA plus community and all of the misconceptions and things that have been put out there. We, we were taught as a society by people who are not of that community. Yeah. Um, I think that can be said for so many different, so many different areas. And so that's why communication, I think, is so key. But going back also to our original point of uh, really being honest with yourself um, about what some of you, you are uh, realizing that we that you got some issues, right. <laughs> realizing that we all got some issues and that we we have to have very, very honest conversations with ourselves first, not performative ones. Yeah. Uh, if with if that is something first. that you if if you have a desire to actually shift um, and learn and open your mind, I think that. That's part of that shadow work that y'all like to use. One of the buzzwords is what you like to do. Like, shut up, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Let me talk to mean? my song baths for a second. If, when you want to do your shadow work, beloved, you need to dig deep and realize Shanti all the ways in which you are fucked up. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but that's so true. It's true, though, right? And I think what my huge takeaway from this is I tend to avoid difficult conversations because when this first came mm. up, first thing I said was, this gives me pause. Let me tell you it something. Was, I have a new nickname for you anyway. Pause. It's Turtle. Because anytime Kia don't want to do something, it'd be like... <laughs> you got the longest neck until you don't. And well, so, I just, I, well, I think really, yeah, like but I that's not a bad. Yeah, I mean, it's clear when you you're uncomfortable and don't want to have a conversation. It shows I up. It shows up physically. For well, you. it's yeah. not okay. To be honest, it's not always. It is discomfort, mm -hmm. but not always in the way that. It's discomfort, but sometimes it's like processing. Mm. It's like I haven't been given enough time to think about this. Okay. Mm, okay. And sometimes I just need a little bit more time to sit with it. That's fair. I'm not always ready to just be like, oh, I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> when I do that, I'm literally weighing. It's the it's the benefit, cost benefit analysis in my head. And I think what you see showing up is like that labor. I see. That's fair. Even though it, I recognize that sometimes it can feel, it can look like terror. No, that's fair. <laughs> sometimes process can look like that. But also you're just trying to figure out ways in which to have the, the conversation in a thoughtful manner. It's especially like the older I get, I've made a commitment to myself to be much more thoughtful. And intentional. In what I say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, as we talk about all the time, my habit has always been reaction. Yes. Like I say, what is on my mind immediately? That has not Same. worked out for me. Yeah, it's not yeah. worked out the best for sometimes, me. Sometimes, yeah. so I'm trying to be <laughs> way more thoughtful. So sometimes, when my initial reaction to something is hell no, <laughs> I try to wait. <laughs> but and I recognize that sometimes waiting be given like on my face to be given still hell no. But it is still like I'm waiting. Like mm, let me just.
See, and I'm very, and I'd be living in the like, go with your first gut. My first off, like, fuck no, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Oh <my> God. <laughs> and then I'll go reflect and I'll come back and say, I, really I still think better. it's a terrible idea. So there, we're the just approaching attention in different versus ways. Reacting is yes. why I'm trying to do that. That's fair. This, which I guess what everyone feels in the room is me probably not doing so well. No, <laughs> no, that's not, not what that is. That's actually fair what you said. It, I can see how you're yeah. processing. I am always, and you have to know, you know this about me, mm -hmm. but it is always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You Very know, like cerebral. in Congress, when they be arguing, like if you think about like the cabinet room mm -hmm. when the senators. Like the House floor? Or yes. Mm -hmm. And you, when like people are testifying and there's like active conversation yeah. happening up here, mm -hmm. and but something is going on, that is my mind. Yeah, every mm -hmm. every Critical time. thinking. I mean, there's always boardrooms of of things happening. Like just you know, like yeah. I'd be fascinated to live in your mind for a second. No, I think you'd be exhausted. Mine is no, because my me. <laughs> you want to know what's up here? It's chaotic. I just feel like I'm always <laughs> thinking about fourteen different things. Mine is like, really like a Ryan Murphy three, show be. mixed with a little bit of like <laughs> Magic School Bus. And then you throw Jay, a little no. bit of Doomsday. Listen, Jay um, has the most vivid imagination I've ever in my life. It's the weed. Is it? It is not. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> many of my friends, <laughs> many of my it. friends partake. And so it's like, I feel like if it was weed, this imagination would be way more widespread. So when we were in Antigua, when we were in Antigua, we were in the, in the, in the, uh, I'm glad you sprinter. told the story because I was about to tell you. <laughs> we were in the Sprinter and I'm just like writing and I'm enjoying and I'm like, I'm so fascinated. And I said, Bobby, um, do you ever like look around and think about what dinosaurs walked where you are? And he turns around and he goes, no. <laughs> Bobby. She proceeded to ask. It was and then everybody. Every, no, people. I did not. No, you everybody. Did? Everybody in the bus turned around and said, "You haven't even unpacked your weed yet." And I said, "So none of you ever think about that?" And it I said, "Well, said I'm no. very sad for all of your imagination." That's what she said. <laughs> I love that for you. No, because, because I do. I walk. Sometimes I walk, and I'm like, "The what dinosaur adult is the child that survived." Good job by you. Thank you. The fact that you Peter still Penny think about Shaw. dinosaurs is wild to I'm me. I'm so fascinated by dinosaurs. I always have been. Always. I love that for you. Every once in a while, I'll take myself down to a museum and look at the bones that I don't think are really bones. Oh, God. <laughs> you, are you seeing the Mandy of this podcast? Yes. Right it's getting tricky. Mandy, I love you, and I know I'm in your space right now, but you know I ain't that motherfucking I crazy. Her. I love it. <laughs> Maybe the whole type of adjacency. Yes. I just feel like they're not going to put all those, like, uh, anyway, no, I'm not, no, I'm not being the Mandy right now in full court studio. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Mandy. Shout out to UFOs and area of whatever no, the fuck. No, not shout out to UFOs. No, well, that's Mandy. That's what Mandy they're was real, talking though. about. They, they confirmed it during um, COVID. We were just so busy with COVID. You didn't know that? They I didn't did. Know that. Oh, they yeah, did. There's a whole article like it. They've been confirming UFOs for a while. Yeah, Did you used to read the star when you were online at the supermarket? Mm, no, not star, no. like CNN and, and NPR and those 
reputable places actually confirmed it. You know, like the National Enquirer. I'm not going to say who's given. Who's given? Okay? It's getting trickier. You know the shade room. Sourced by First of all, okay. I have boundaries and the shade room is one of them. Those people there. That's the derelicts well, of society. I, to, to, I think to tie it all up, though. Seriously. <laughs> yes. Speaking of the shade room and all these accounts of shit that I saw this stuff on, you brought up a great point about the perspective, a man's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And a cisgendered male heterosexual's perspective. Also, just also, any, oh, any, oh. anyone who identifies. Oh, okay, because okay. As much I wanted as we to make, say, okay. there's a right. breath of masculinity. Oh, you're right. Just okay, there is a breath. Oh, you're right. Of actually, exact my. Po- so oh, you know what? I was thinking about in a romantic sense. Po- apologies, oh, yeah. but yes. For for me, I'm like okay. We're always like black women are not a monolith, and neither are black men. No, it's right? true. It's very, it's true. very different experiences. It's true. Very different yes. wants, needs, etc. And and at the end of the day, I think what I realize is like, I do have a lot of men in my life and I ask them these questions and they're always like, it, they explain it to me. But at the end of the day, I realize like, oh, if I just approach men as I approach humans, what would a human being need mm. in this situation? Mm. A mm-hmm. living, breathing being. Mm-hmm. Most beings want to be loved. They want to be seen. They want to be free. They want to be safe. They want to be their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. Peacefully. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, then that's your answer for a, oh, a, a trans yes. man, mm-hmm. a gay man, a this man. That's All what human. they want. No, it's true. It's true. Offer that. Mm-hmm. It's true. In whatever way that looks like to them. And if you're unclear, ask ask what it is, ask. how you show up. Mm-hmm. And so. That's true. When I fail to offer that, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, take a take a second and check yourself right why can't you offer them that exact existence that you want Mm. and that's what i i think that i would ask the getting grown folks at this kitchen table is to sit back and ask that question why can't you offer that freedom i have to continue to ask myself questions and continue to open my mind up to learning and even even in the way we're having these conversations right i'm sitting here thinking like oh we're talking about heterosexual cisgendered men and then i was like Oh, no, we're not. We're actually, not. we are talking about masculinity. masculinity across the board and what and that, that looks makes like. That's why you would. That's say where that. my mind would go. Right. And then it's like, actually, no, because for you, that makes sense with with. Well, in a romance oh, for right. me, in a romantic sense. Right. But but it's true. It is across the board. I think trans men don't don't get a lot of I, as you were speaking. That's just I think they don't get a lot of love. I saw actually a post the other day. Um, which I think ultimately ended up being fake, which was fucked up, but it was supposed to represent a trans man being pregnant, mm. um, with a cisgendered woman, right? In mm-hmm. the trans, the well, it happens all the time, right? Well, maybe not all the time, but it's but, no, happens. absolutely, it does happen. Yeah. But the <laughs> comments, as you were talking about, the comments, um, that you were seeing under other things were disgusting mm. and then some of them were also extremely supportive and open-minded which gave me some was there any curiosity Mm-mm. no it was one <laughs> or the other which was which as i'm no as I'm, no 
it was one or the other. It was either like, y'all think this is normal or it was, yeah, this is normal for two people to have a family together, which is what you all are always talking about. Yeah, I think it's very normal. And it just showed me, though, that there's so much more conversation for us oh, yeah. to have within society. And thinking about that, I feel like that 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 made me think of the next conversation that we need to have is like the politics of curiosity. Mm. Curiosity is not something that is a neutral or innocuous anymore. No, no, no. And so, like, when sometimes there are costs, yeah, for curiosity. Yeah. Yes, and so and, and conditions mm -hmm. that we need to make sure that we can our curi curiosity can be received as curiosity and not as hate or bias or. Yeah, participation in any other or you systemic oppression. To do labor for you, exactly. It's, it's very like so. I think in this com concept of grace, uh, it's like you know the recognition that we're all learning. I think this and goes that, back. That means to we're gonna make mistakes. Absolutely, and that should be okay. People should be allowed to 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 make mistakes, and I think I think how it's gotten conflated a lot of times is that are there people out there who who do not ask things with the intention of being, uh, of actually getting a response yeah, they, and learning. Because they want to learn. There are some people who, who ask questions to be polarizing, yeah. to cause dissension. But there are people who ask questions. Now, granted, yes, the Internet is free, right? We should not ask people to do, do our work. Our work. I think there is a, um, there is a ways we can go to educate ourselves. And then after that, it needs to be conversations between people with different lived experiences to get to get even more of an open, mm -hmm. um, get more of a viewpoint, right? Mm -hmm. From somebody who actually has lived that experience. But I don't think that there is a lot of room sometimes for people to ask those questions. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And we need to also acknowledge, we need to, we need to ask ourselves that too. Mm. When, you know, when we have these reactions, when people ask certain things, well, why the fuck wouldn't you? And it's like, hold on now. Take a second and listen to how people are asking things and what they're actually asking. Are they what asking? their intentions are. Yeah. yeah. Are they asking to, to be divisive or are they asking because they genuinely want to know how to be a respectful and decent human being in society moving forward? Um, and I think a lot of that has gotten lost uh, nowadays. Mm. Yeah, well said. That was it. I don't. Do you have more? <laughs> yeah, I think. I think that's that. We, until next time, it's dope to sort of trouble these ideas, conventions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what it means to be a man. It's not something that we talk about. It's often something that is implied and assumed. Because mm -hmm. then we can talk next about what it means to be a woman. Out. And what is implied and assumed? Mm. Mm. Talk about it. This is a conversation that's not. It doesn't stop here. No. You know we uh, we're learning new things every day. There yes. are things that I know now that I did not know five years ago. Um, I hope shit. And so, <laughs> girl, sorry. But just about human, other humans, <laughs> and other <laughs> bitch. Skipping stagnant. <laughs> Skipping complacent. Um, Stagnation. <laughs> but I, I, I'm grateful for this time to 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 continue on. And there are things that I didn't know, and this shit that I'm not gonna know, and people are gonna be mad because I don't know it. But I do want to learn. I do want to continue Real to learn, learn so I can respect 
uh, us as a as hum as a humankind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. But these are not conversations that should end. These are ongoing things because these are things that we all need to do and address in ourselves. Yeah, and if you have these limitations for men, imagine what limitations you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. What boxes you putting yourself into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Tricky, Child. tricky boots. Sorry, it the trick bag. Remember when you asked her if she crisis. ever walked around her house naked? Yeah, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. I love that. Have you? How do yeah. you feel when you do it? The check in. Um, I mean, I feel good. Yeah. Sometimes it's like risky. Not risky and like sexy risky, <laughs> but like risky. Like, wow, I am just. Like, what if something happens? <laughs> or like, I don't know. What do you think? You're going to shard on your couch oh, or something? Not shard on my oh, couch. Oh, it wasn't sh- like, I just, like if somebody like, comes in or something, you got to run. Oh, is it like yeah. what my mother told me? Always wear drawers at the house in case I get arrested. <laughs> my mother in said this. I always in have case one you a get good arrested. Pair of, not in case yeah. I get arrested, but in case you have, uh, in case you have to go in an, an ambulance because they got to cut yes. your, your um, Oh, no. And you on. know, I actually got arrested with no drawers on. True All story. Right. Swear to God. Kia, how do you feel walking <laughs> around the house? Yeah. I just meant, yes, like <laughs> if somebody opens, somebody ring the doorbell or anything, mm-hmm. like I walk. Like, this has happened. Like, I'll be in one room and the blinds are up and mm-hmm. I just forget that I have no, no clothes. And then mm. it'd be like, oh. Oh, you know what I do in those moments? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I told XD about this time. It was during COVID. And I'm walking around. I forgot my blinds. was. I'm walking around my room. Titties is out. Oh, and I'm sitting in the window. That's why I was sitting in the window. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. And then I realized and I was like, oh, shit. I'm in the window. My titties is out. And it's a bunch of little, this is, he called them people. Raheem's down below oh and, so, and so oh I hurried up and closed the blinds and I he, and then they started yelling up at the window they was like oh why you shut the blinds and I was like these little people Raheem's was looking at my titties and you know what you're welcome <laughs> I love it you better tell them you got a little free show you gotta pay next time <laughs> <laughs> the next one I cost me. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But I do sometimes be like, this is wild. I have on no clothes. Just because you're naked. That's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, I told y'all I grew up in the house where we yeah. got bathrooms for gifts. You know what? I love that you've actually explored it though, because since Antoinette has been here, you last time you were like, What? Walk around my house naked. What the fuck? Yeah. And then now you're like, Well, I just no, didn't I've done see it. the utility. But it was just like I was thinking about it from like, well, what would be like Do you do mirror work at all? No. Mm. <laughs> you know Kathy, what somebody said yeah, to me to the other day? Vagina. I've been doing mirror work, right? With, uh-huh. with my body, with myself. Hmm. And I, I feel like I've kind of like plateaued where it's like, all right, I ain't getting, I ain't getting nowhere else with this mirror work now. And do you know Yaba Blay? You know Yaba Blay. Yeah, oh, I love on. Yaba. Yeah, Yaba came She DM'd me after I posted something about just struggling with just myself in a lot of different ways. She said, do you pray in the mirror? Do you look at yourself mm. when you pray? And I was like, yourself and I was like, no. she was like, do you sit in front of the mirror and pray? Like where you're like really with yourself and taking in what you're saying, like for real. And I was like, no, but I'm going to try. And I have attempted. And for some reason, I'm like, yeah, and I'll I'll run away from it. So is it like praying to God? Praying to God, but being in front of a mirror where you see yourself, you see yourself fully. And so that's some work that I'm doing. But I'm realizing like, oh, do I feel 
comfortable here yet? Do I really inha- inhabit so this So when you say mirror work, is it just like staring at yourself in the mirror, talking to yourself in the mirror, a combination of the two? Or is it like fried green tomatoes? Everybody take out your mirrors and look at your vaginas. Like, what is it like? <laughs> I've done that. But I've also, the, the mirror work can sometimes, it can sometimes be um, stretching in front of the mirror. It can be putting on certain Outfits in front of the mirror, no outfits in front of the mirror. It's taking in and observing what I see. Movement in front of the mirror. I can't. Again, certain people at a podcast. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna so do it. But I, I just feel like there was something uncomfortable with. There's something no, you're, I, that yes. I'm not comfortable with, rooted in. Talking um, that makes you shy away or, from like what do you maybe what with, is off- maybe with my faith oh to really oh. sit with it and with myself out there that's what I was trying like huh, what, I don't know. what about it is the trigger it feels so intimidating to really like it's one thing to like close your eyes and think like oh you know God and I think of to you because you have such a strong foundation in your faith and I'm mm-hmm. just like oh yeah when I it's this like thing that's floating out there or like this energy. But to like really look at myself, to really sit down and look at yourself and say your prayers, give your thanks, give gratitude and like mm. sit with myself. I think because I say that because I really struggled walking around the house naked when I first got in my mm-hmm. space. And I just realized you're not comfortable in your body, in your yet. body, uh-huh. like because I was told to hide. Like, this is a distraction. This can get you in trouble. This doesn't give you safety. Uh-huh. People want that. Hide it by any uh-huh. means. You only give it to the person, this person. Uh-huh. They got to earn it. Uh-huh. They got to jump through these hoops to get uh-huh. it, whatever. So now I'm like, okay, this is it. This is me. I'm in it. And I feel comfortable doing that. But there's still like this discomfort in me. And I'm like, if this is of God, then I got to sit with me and God in, in it. Huh. And be with it. So I offer that to you because I know I know that you're a praying woman. So what would that look like? I don't know. Well, yeah. The trigger for me around mirror work uh-huh. is I get and I, what you said about being taught to cover, uh-huh. um, especially around like the politics of certain body parts and mm-hmm. body shapes. I get that. I think the the. Mirror, it's, it's like questioning. I feel like the way that I'm critical of many things. Yeah. I'm hypercritical of self. Yeah. And so at any time, like I, I'm, I'm sure I find what's wrong quicker. It would be way easy for me to list all that's wrong. Then all that's right. Oh, that's but the I work. think that's the work. Yeah, that's I think the exact that's work. The, that's the you, shadow work. It doesn't. Work. It doesn't. <laughs> this bitch. It doesn't mean no. Really, no. It is. I sit, I'll sit in the mirror and I'll be like, I see it. I see exactly what I don't like. I t- and I know it. <laughs> but it's not. It's there. And does that mean that I have? I have. I don't have my dignity. I'm any less. And I'm I think any less a, deserving. Yeah. I, I exist. I'm up. So that's why she was like, do you pray in the mirror? She's like, you're a being, you exist, you are divinity. So like, even if, and and you're not perfect, right? We all know that we're like, we're not perfect. We're humans. Well, there's the work. Do you really believe that? Uh Do you really embody that? Do you really? So I'm sitting with that of like, girl, trust me. I see it. These white jeans are betraying me. (laughs) 
They are now. They're not really forgiving, Margie. No. No, I know. That's why I use it's my It's tricky over and here. Things. And I see it. And I and my body, you know, I, I'm probably the heaviest that I think I think I've ever been. And I'm sitting with that in a different way though. Mm-hmm. It's like I see it. I see it. I I there are things that I want to change, but I love myself through it. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, but you, it's there. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Huh. I just offered it. I don't know how we got there, but I don't either. I don't either. Actually, but I think this was a wonderful conversation about self-reflection and multiple. Thank you for having me. Everywhere, everywhere you go, you sprinkle your little biracial fairy dust. Thank you. And it's and it's like it's beautiful. She, you know, because internet. Yeah, she reminds us at times. You just did. You just did. These white jeans betrayed me. You just reminded us that you were biracial. I'm speak. I'm sitting my truth. That's why I gotta be radically honest. You have very. poignant um intentional thoughts that oh, that you, you share in every space that you go and we're grateful for that you came to get and grown thank you thank y'all to I'm, share them. i'm so proud of y'all and grateful to be here i think this whole episode was about reflection and shadow work and, and, and shadow work shadow work sitting with your demons your inner demons oh whether that be you not being able to look at yourself while you pray you shameful sloth or (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I'm just thinking about some of the things that we might tell ourselves what we what do you what you just you 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 tell yourself things oh I do yeah even when you I do I'm working on it even when you even when we started this this is going to be a mess Mm mm-hmm no, okay. There is you do uh, that. there is there is that, and then there is also just straight up truth. No, <laughs> you, you sell yourself short because the way you show up might not be packaged in the way that you think it should. Mm. But it is mm. every bit as valuable every and necessary. Day. Thank you. Does that make you uncomfortable? Look at your face. You look like you're in pain. <laughs> Physical pain. Just I like have- I told her that she has a career, a nine year career in podcast. Yes. Yes, I do. All right. Okay. Purr. She hates it. All well, right. now I need to go sit in front of the mirror and realize Let's why. Let's all sit in front of the mirror, have the existential crisis, and do our shadow work. <laughs> yeah, because like, and why does it make me uncomfortable when my friends like shadow boxing? It makes me think of ghosts when the shadows were coming out <laughs> and chasing Demi Moore. Oh my! And Whoopi. It makes me think. Uh, yes, and it makes me think of uh, putties from from um, this- Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Rita, wow, that's a throwback. Dark. Wow. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. All right, Groovy Ghoulies. Let's move on to the next segment. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. We'll go round this out with the petty peeves. Thank you to Antoinette for joining us for this week's episode of Getting Grown. Um, recorded live at full, oh, not live, but Live well, here, what with us? In person. In person. In 3D. At Full Court Pumps Studios. Yeah, Full Court Studios. Shout out to Mandisha. So my petty peeve this week is extremely petty. It's in honor of Antoinette. She's already gone, so I'm going to oh, talk wow. shit about her. Oh, wow. That happened. My petty me. peeve is when um, you're doing food consulting and you're eating with people who have food allergies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I told you it was petty. It's called the petty peeps. Oh my God. <laughs> it's petty, but I I would like to be able to eat in freedom. She so your your petty peeve 
is that she has not her. It's everybody with food allergies. She's just oh, the catalyst for food it. Food allergies. Food allergies are my petty peeve. And I know okay. y'all can't help it. And I know that it actually, this is like super white woman of me and that it actually <laughs> impacts so food you. Food allergies gets in other people's food allergies disturb your peace. It's the words mean things. They are petty peeves. Mm. And yes, because then it's like, oh, we're going to get this. And it's like, I'm allergic to shrimp. And it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, my husband also has a shrimp and crawfish allergy. So this is not like this is for, this is about food allergies all across the board. No matter who they impact, wow. as long as they impact me, it is my petty peeve. Oh, <laughs> you did not lie. That is petty. I thought I would keep it extraordinarily petty for us being in person. That is. And I know everybody with a food allergy right now fucking hates my guts. And you're welcome. <laughs> because like, I'm giving you all the trolling that I it, give Jay. to the people. I know, And I know it. you can't help it either. And I can't help being annoyed by it. But what's your... Uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. My eye is watering like crazy. What is your petty peeve? See, this is watering God's eyes. way of... Yeah, you said God. <laughs> <laughs> watering eyes. Um, <laughs> That's right. Because, because even though I can't dare, help it, <laughs> how dare your eyes water <laughs> at this moment? I'm sorry. Oh my I god! I mean, your eyes watering is infringing upon my. Right. And you know what? That's completely valid. Isn't you know it? what I'm saying? Because like, you can't help being annoyed by my watering. I eye. cannot help it. So, and that's exactly what's happening. And I and I forgive you for that. Okay. All well, right. We forgive each other. Okay. Well, here we are. And that we see each other. And that <laughs> is another episode of Getting Grown. I just want you all to know this has been the longest god awful day known to <laughs> but, man. But it has not. Oh, I'm sorry. Through. Not god awful. I know. Like Mary what? is also here. What She's mouthing god awful. What a first world problem. I'm sorry. It was. This has been first world. The longest, most wonderful, productive really day for really getting grown. Great. But it has just been very long. That's all. So I am now feeling delusional. Fair. Also. Too as well. Yeah. Um, so y'all, thank y'all so much for uh watching. Yeah. Uh listening. Cause I mean, however you're seeing this, down <laughs> to the Patreon or on Instagram, wherever you are out there in on Blue Ivy's internet. Yes. Uh we appreciate you. Thank you so much um uh, for the support. Uh we love y'all. And tell them what to do, sis. We want you all to mind your business. That's right. That's how you keep your mind okay. moisturized. That's how you don't get annoyed by other people's That's food correct. allergies. That's you know correct. what I'm saying? Here I am, heating my own. Um, we want you to drink your water. That's how you moisturize your insides. All up and throughout yes. your intestines. Yes, indeed. Um, don't blink too fast. You might end up inside somebody's intestines with me, the Black Mrs. Frizzle. <laughs> and lastly, you want to make sure that you moisturize your externals all over your body literally why sis because your black will crack if it's dry and it'll go faster if it's biracial bye <laughs> <laughs> Antoinette said it I just repeated what she, she said she said my white <laughs> jeans betrayed me she did <laughs> when she first said half it, of so, me hates me <laughs> no but when she first said it I'm not going to hold you when she first said it I thought she meant jeans <laughs> I was like, white jeans are not forgiving. 
that means two things. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> then I was sitting over here like, come on, quadruple entendre. Oh, my God. <laughs> not, not entendre at all. I'm just sleepy. Oh, my God. I'm so sleepy. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye.